stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, we mentioned this yesterday. Uh, Albert, of course, has been going through a curriculum overhaul. And the uh, portion of the curriculum for K to 4 from kindergarten up to fourth grade uh, is ready or at least ready to be tested out in Alberta schools. So there was a draft curriculum that has been completed. You can read it in detail at uh, learnalberta.ca, or new.learnalberta.ca. So joining us to talk a bit more about uh, some of the changes in this curriculum and and where the rest of this review goes from here, because obviously this is just the K-4 component. Uh, Joining us is Alberta's Education Minister, David Egan. Uh, David, great to have you with us here today. Welcome to the program. Pleasure. Thank you for having me on. So this has been the culmination of quite a process, and I guess we're not at the end of the road just yet. So what does this signify? Well, yesterday was an important moment for uh, the K-4 curriculum. We have started this process back in 2016 and gone through many rounds of consultation. We had more than 70,000 interactions with uh, Albertans on this, um, building up with uh, curriculum working groups and so forth. So so here we are. We have um, some uh, uh, new drafts that uh, will help to guide us to the final sign-off in December. So give us a, a sense of what's changing here, because it doesn't seem as though there's any kind of radical overhaul uh, of the curriculum. But but what is yeah. significant to you about, you know, some of the changes here in this this new direction? Well, I think the key new direction is that we are looking at all core subject areas in all grade levels at the same time so that we can look for those cross curricular connections or competencies that can flow through between math and social and science and so forth. Say, for example, the uh, financial literacy uh, component that we have uh, threaded through K-4 to and right to grade 12 when we build it um, allows us to teach about the math concepts around financial literacy, but also social studies and economics and um, wellness in terms of, um, you know, family management, um, budget management and so forth. So so it's a way to really um, embed um, concepts and build on them every step of the way. I know as a teacher myself that you know, one of the big things that would happen between junior high and high school, let's say, was uh, maybe there's a disconnect between what expectations were, let's say, in math, and then kids fall off a cliff in grade 10 because they didn't have the foundation necessary. So we can correct that now by really building between grade levels and between subject areas. So going forward into the next school year, this is going to be, I guess it's going to be a pilot project. So how's it going to work and, and what are you going to be watching for? Um, well, when you field test something, you can really see and get the bugs out, right? And so um, after I sign off on the um, these drafts here by the end of December, um, we will look for field test areas where um, there's, you know, high-functioning uh, schools with uh, experienced teachers who can um, start to use components of the uh, K-4 curriculum in their class and uh, look for, um, you know, alterations we need to make again. Again, you know, I'm not uh, just handing these tablets down from uh, on high and Every step of the way, we've made modifications based on public input, expertise input, and, uh, you know, field testing will be a, really a big part of that, too. You know, there's been a lot of talk about the, the sex ed curriculum in particular and how that needs to be modernized. And, and does it factor in in a K-4 curriculum? There really isn't a sex ed component to, to speak of here. There is the wellness curriculum. What, what kind of concepts are, are a part of this curriculum and appropriate for K-4 context? 
Um, well, K to four um, in terms of uh, wellness is is not changing a, a whole lot. Um, the one key area that we are including is around consent, right? And this is about safety um, for individuals um, to learn about safety and boundaries, right? And we see, um, I guess, throughout our society, um, issues around assault and inappropriate behavior. And so we believe that we can embed um, what's inappropriate at a younger age to ensure the safety of uh, children and young adults and the general public. Also, there's been a lot of controversy around the math curriculum and whether or not we're emphasizing the fundamentals, the basics of math. Does this change the way math is taught uh, between uh, kindergarten and grade four? Yes, I believe so. Um, you know, I've put an emphasis, uh, instructed, um, you know, I try to keep out of it as much as I can, but, uh, you know, it's definitely an emphasis on basic skills in numeracy and uh, math skills. And so, you know, that includes ensuring that people know and uh, have internalized the uh, basic, um, you know, math times tables and so forth so that uh, they can move on to to uh, problem solving and uh, not be frustrated and uh, get tripped up along the way, right? Um, you know, having a good idea like this doesn't we don't have to wait for the new curriculum. I've already started putting in, for example, in uh, grade six and grade nine, no calculator parts to the uh, provincial achievement tests. And um, this year I've got uh, a written part to the uh, Math 30 exam. And so, you know, I think that we can do, we're doing it now, basically. Um, our math uh, uh, results are strong. Uh, I'm really proud of the progress that we've made. But, you know, I think we have high expectations and uh, responsibility to our kids to give them the skills they need. And where do things go now? for the curriculum for the rest of the grades? Um, well, we'll start uh, straight away on 5 to 9. You know, um, Again, these have to be connected together. And uh, I just saw just how comprehensive this process is. And so we, we, we will move um, straight ahead with um, to the end uh, by 2022, I think, to grade 12. And let me just say, I wanted to get an update from you regarding Bill 24 and, and schools implementing policies to, to ensure that they have uh, policies that live up to the legislation, that they have meaningful anti-bullying policies. Uh, just an update, first of all, on, on whether there are still schools that have not submitted policies, whether there are still concerns about some of the policies you've seen. Um, yeah, no, we've had uh, really great uptake with um with safe and caring schools, we've uh, uh, had um, uh, most uh, schools um, complying, and um, certainly we have um, you know a myriad of different uh, faith-based schools. I mean, the entire separate school system in Alberta has uh, has uh, safe and caring policies uh, that are acceptable. I think we're up to about 98% of kids being covered now. So um, you know, I'm still in conversations with um, a few schools that uh, need clarification, but I'm uh, I'm really proud how people have jumped on board and uh, built safe. Caring policies that protect all kids. Now, some schools have claimed that that your department has ordered them uh, to to change their statements of faith. Has has that occurred? Um, well, only to um, and to the degree that you make sure that uh, the. Um uh, basic backbone of uh, Bill 24 is, is protected. So in other words, kids uh, have the safety and um, the um, confidentiality if they need it or want it um, around uh, gay-straight alliances and so forth. But, I mean, you know, we have uh, have a myriad of faith-based uh, policy that uh, people have, have, have written. And, um, you know, like you say, we have the entire... Uh, Roman Catholic school system, and uh, we have uh, the majority of uh, private schools as well. So, um, you know, it is moving forward very, um, mm -hmm. um, you know, in, a, in, in, in a, a mutually amicable way. Well, I mean, the policy that's submitted is either acceptable or it's not. What, what does the, yep. the school's statement of faith, how does, how does that relate? 
Um, well, again, you know, um, people uh, need clarification. We are only have basic components that are necessary to be there uh, for protecting kids. Um, you know, the uh, existence of a gay straight alliance if students choose to uh, have one, and um, the confidentiality that can go in there again if students want to choose to have that confidentiality. So, you know, anything else is um, um, not uh, central to that. And um, you know, we have lots of just, uh, safe and caring. Um, Policies, right? Literally hundreds and hundreds that uh, include faith-based um, uh, proclamations, to which um, I'm uh, fine with and encourage, actually. Yeah. All right. So you, you don't see a conflict yeah, that that religious schools can maintain their religious character and, and still oh, have meaningful, safe and caring policies. Oh, absolutely. You betcha. And I have lots of good examples of that. And uh, you know, once people um, sort of uh, take a quiet second look at uh, what the intention is behind um, this whole thing. Um, you know, we've um, we've seen a lot of um, people move along, right? We've all learned over these last couple of years, and, uh, you know, we're a better society for it as a result. All right. Well, in the meantime, people can read more about the new curriculum. It's new.learnalberta.ca. David Egan, thanks for making some time for us here today. Really appreciate this. Yeah, you bet. Thanks. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.